Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, the notorious Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Say what? What's up, Doc G? What's up? What's up? What's up? Mike, <laughs> give it to me straight. One to ten. Where, <laughs> are, you bow, bow, bow. Where are you at? I'm like a nine, nah, nine point two. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good today, Doc G. I'm feeling pretty good. You had that I'm streak excited. of like eights, and you're you're all yeah. the way up there at nines now. Wow. One of those wow. days worked out yesterday. I'm feeling that vibe, you know, feeling that after workout day energy. Feeling some <laughs> I guess strength. If that's the thing. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm bad. Yeah. Seven. Seven point two. Yeah. You know. Keeping it right there in the mid-range. It's what I yeah. do. It's what I do. But I, I was I was thinking about 2023, Mike. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it, and I was thinking about our show, because this is what I do. You know? It's important. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been going well so far. You know? That's a fact. A lot of yeah. guests. A lot of go- great guests. You know? Mm-hmm. Good shows. But I was thinking, we've been missing something. We, we've been missing something... That we love. Hmm. And Previously on the Doc G show? I, we do need to include that. I'll make a note of it right now. <laughs> so true. Uh, I, I, that was pro- I knew that wasn't what it was, but I was like, hey, we need to do uh, some previously you, on the Doc you G are, show. I don't know if we have anything that we haven't followed up on, though. I think we're You are a fan of it, and I wrote it down, Mike. So <laughs> we're, we're there. We're, we've got a note. But no, no, Mike. We haven't done something in a month and a half that we love doing. And that is talking about animals. Yes! Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's one of our favorite topics, Mike. It has been a while, yeah. We we haven't, like, there. I, I can't think of anything specifically animal-related that we've talked about. Girl, come on! Mm-mm. And that's a little upsetting. No. So guess what? Yeah. That ends today, Mike. <laughs> we are talking nice. animals right now. Now. I'm pretty sure the listeners are asking, what about animals? Nothing really particular. I've just got interesting facts, Mike. I've got facts on facts. and I, That's all we need. And I bet the <laughs> things that I bring up, they're going to blow at least four listeners' minds. Mm. At least. Nice. And listeners, you may be saying that's a pretty small group. That's a fact. You're correct. But everything else I could come up to start with the show... That blows zero minds. So we're going with four, Mike. Four. So here's good number. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you an animal fact, Mike, and you're gonna tell me what animal. All right. Okay. Now these these include these include insects. Okay. So this okay. could be an insect too. Uh, first one. This organism produces sound that can reach 188 decibels and travel. 500 miles. Jeez. What animal are we Whale. talking about? What's that? Whale. Whale. Whale is correct, Mike. Yes. Blue whale. Blue whale, Blue whale. to be specific. Blue whale, mm-hmm. 188 decibels. 
Yeah. 500 miles just shooting down the alleyways of the ocean, man. Can you imagine mm-hmm. you're just swimming along, not knowing that a blue whale is up behind you, and then all of a sudden they let off that foghorn? Jesus. Mm. And then scare the living bejesus out. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, huge. Goodbye, hearing. Yeah. And it's huge. It's just so slow and massive. Blue whales, <laughs> man. But it's kind of cool. They can talk to each other from like so far yeah. away. But I guess that could be annoying if you had an annoying blue whale friend. And you're and you're in the middle of two of them, <laughs> and all of a sudden just blam. <laughs> God, guys, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> you're down in South Carolina. One of them's in North Carolina. One of them's in Florida. Yeah. They're just shooting off, shooting off at each other there. Anyways, Mike, this organism. <laughs> can see in all directions at once. Hmm. It's got to be some kind of insect. I want to kind of I want to go with bumblebee or like a bee with very round like the mm. round eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, do you, you're on the, you're know. on the right track. Guess. You're on the right track. Dragonfly? Boom! Nice, Mike. Was it? Nice. Dragonfly. I like it. God. This is why Mike likes animals, folks. He <laughs> nails it. Nails it. Yeah, dragonfly. That's pretty wild, man. All directions. Everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a lot of info for a teeny brain for a dragonfly. <laughs> like, that's too much, man. That is mm-hmm. way too... That'd be too much for me. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Seeing behind me right now, I don't know what the... What, what the... With all of that. That's... It's way too There's a lot much. of good art behind you, Doc G, in oh, case you haven't well, looked no. back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, also, interesting side note, Mike, on uh, dragonflies. Uh, about 250 million years ago, there was a dragonfly known as the uh, Meganerophus. And the Meganerophus uh, was two and a half feet across. It's, it's the biggest insect ever discovered on Earth. Jeez. Two and a half feet across. Imagine that dragonfly coming around you. No. <laughs> it's actual dragon. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, Mike. Uh, while humans have only 800 to 1,200 hairs per square inch on their head, this organism has roughly 500,000 to a million hairs per square inch of their body. I don't know. I don't know that one, Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Give Throw out an answer. Know. Come on now. Gotta yeah, g- I mean, I'm going to have to go back to insect. I want to say tarantula or something like that. I don't know why that comes to my brain, but... Uh, yeah, this one threw you off. Yeah. This one threw you off. Yeah. Sea otter. Sea, sea otter. otter. Yeah. See, I mean, think about that, Mike. They, they got over sense. 500 times the thickness of our hair. All, mm. That is one thick coat they got going. Yes! Yeah. I would be able to live in a cold climate if I had that. Like, I could be up in Alberta, Canada, no problem, in winter, just living it up with that thing on. For sure. What, For I, sure. what I've got going? No. Nope. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Mike, this organism can see in complete darkness or with its eyes closed. Wait, what? Mm, a bat? Yes. 
Yes, there are some bats, but that's <laughs> but not, actually not the that's the not the one I was gonna say. Okay, uh... they're they're not actually they're 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 uh, it's a different way that they do it. So you know they're doing sonar bats. Right. Okay. Um, they can see in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I have no idea. Like a I don't know some kind of like some kind of rat or like some kind of like squirrel or something. I don't know. Pit vipers. Pit, Pit viper vipers. snakes. Yeah. Uh, like rattlesnakes, Mike. Jeez. Like rattlesnakes. They have an infrared sensor called a pit organ that's right beside their nostril. And that pit mm. organ detects infrared radiation. They can literally see thermal differences. That's how they mm. that's how they track down their prey, right? Little mouse runs in front of them in the complete dark. You're screwed, mouse. You are screwed. Yeah. They gotcha. They see a little, just like they got night vision goggles on. They see a little red blurb coming across them. Yeah. In the crosshairs. They can see that over a meter away, Mike. Meter away, wow. they can see that. Which one would you rather have? Dragonfly in all directions or Pit Viper? I would rather do Dragonfly. I want to see more world. Okay. I don't want to, like, just be reduced to... My infrared. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. If I'm going around at night, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody turns off the lights. I'm like, no worries, guys. I I can still see you putting off a heat. I'm going to touch your face. There you go. What? Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Mike, <laughs> this organism typically sleeps 20 to 22 hours a day. Jeez. Um... <laughs> No idea. Like, uh, hmm. I feel like this is going to be a random one, like an earthworm or something. <laughs> Koala, Mike. Koalas. Koalas. What? Apparently, hmm. because of their eucalyptus leaf diets, there's so many toxins and it's so low in nutrition and high in fiber that it takes so much energy to, energy to digest. They just, they just sleep pretty much all day digesting ah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm no, I'm no, you know, dietitian, Mike. I'm no koala dietitian, but I'd suggest changing their diet up. Yes. Yeah, that's not good. I'd be like, here's some kale, guys. I think this will go yeah. down faster than your your eucalyptus. Just to, just yeah. an idea. Also, fun side <laughs> note, Mike. Koalas, their fingerprints almost identical to humans. Hmm. All right, that's weird. Yeah, so if you're committing that's a crime, weird. make sure you bring a koala. Have them touch everything. Mm. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Just put your hands up there. Nice, nice. We're, we're sleeping the whole time. We're getting... <laughs> 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 hey, what happened? Oh, you saw it. The koala did everything, everybody. That's him. That's a fact. Uh, Mike, this, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you one more, and then we're going to hold two of them for after the break. I've got one more. All right. This organism is considered to have nine brains, Mike. Hmm. Mm. Octopus. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Mike nailed buddy. it. Giant Pacific octopus. They have a central yeah. brain, and then in each tentacle, they have a cluster of nerve cells that can be considered a smaller brain that works independently of each other, but also interacts 
with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think octopus are probably like aliens. Like the like the most abundant type of organism has got to be an octopus. That's just my guess, Doctor. That, what do you think? It seems, uh, well, I mean, it just seems rough to have nine different brains, you know? Yeah. Like one tentacle wants to go one way, one wants to go the other. You're just being pulled apart. You're like, ah, <laughs> hold on, guys. Come on. Let's talk this out. Like that just they got it together, Doc G. Isn't it? Hey, our our body's like a big brain, right? In a way. Well, like, I mean, we have one brain, you know. We have I one mean, brain, but yeah. we also have the muscle memory. No, 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 no yeah, no. There's not. We don't. We don't <laughs> have too deep. We don't have any. We, we don't have any brain centers throughout our body. We got one brain. Everything feeds back to that thing. Uh, gotcha. They got. They got nine. It's, it gets wow. crazy. Feels feels like two. You know. Too many cooks in the in the kitchen. There's too many. <laughs> Need to. I if I'm an octopus, I'm like, let's take this down to like two or three. Yeah. Let's uh, mm -hmm. somebody remove a couple of these. Anyways, Mike. Now that I've given you some amazing facts, are you one of those people that minds that your mind is blown? Yo, yeah, 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 for sure. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Are you ready to fire this show up? <laughs> Let's fire up the show, Doc G. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift Mike, off. we have an amazing one today. We have returning guests, Hotel Fiction on the show. So true. They are amazing. They are touring with Flip Turn, just tearing up the country. I can't wait to talk to him once again. But we also, we have a clip from an interview I just did with Jesse Dayton. And I want to give you a part of this. We don't have time mm -hmm. to do both interviews in one show. That'd just be insane. Uh, but I'm going to give you a teaser of our interview with Jesse Dayton because he's got Florida shows coming up Ooh. this week. He's got three shows, Tampa, Ponte Vedra, Gainesville. You need to go see him. It's the, the mm -hmm. end of this week, 16th, 17th, and 18th. He's going to be playing. So you got to get out there. The dude's phenomenal. He's got crazy stories. But the story that uh, I'm going to play for you guys, uh, it's Nutter Butters. I love it. It makes me laugh so much. Uh, I just enjoy it. Anyways, before we get there, Mike, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. For listeners that don't remember, Mike's at 10 and a half out of 15. That's right. 10 and a half out of 15. He is... He is punching way above his weight class. Um, <laughs> I think today is its potential all three. Okay. The The first one is definitely uh, you're going to get. Definitely going to get. Okay. No, no pressure, but I'm almost positive I will be extremely sad if you don't get this one. So. LeBron James. Huh? I'd be fine if you didn't get that. That'd be. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when his birthday uh, is. I have no idea. Uh, December. December. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll check it. But I want to say twenty first. Check it. Uh, we'll check it in the break. Mike. Oh, write okay. Twenty first. December twenty one. I think I'm okay. wrong. No, no, no. I take that back. Twenty eighth. Hmm. Oh, twenty eighth. Okay. It's a I want to say it's after Christmas. Twenty eighth. Anyways. Okay. And and listeners, just so you know, I was not looking at anything there. This is using <laughs> this is using my brain just like Mike uses on these birthday suits. Okay. Look at this. No Google. Nothing. 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 
Born on February 15th, 1964 in Madison, Wisconsin. Our birthday suit wearer's father was an oil company owner. Hey, uh, and our birthday suit wearer had four siblings. Growing up, he loved sports and he loved acting. He ended up going to Marquette University where he double majored in communications and theater. Hmm. After college, he initially worked at his dad's company, but then decided to try his hand at improv. He first went to uh, Improv Olympic in, uh, in Chicago. Then he became a member of Second City Theater. Interestingly, he started on the same day as Stephen Colbert. He tried out for Saturday Night Live and was put on the cast in 1990. He had the famous character, uh, famous characters like Matt Foley, motivational speaker, being a Chippendales dancer with Patrick Swayze, being part of the Gap Girls, and he was lunch lady for Adam Sandler. Yes! While at Saturday Night Live, he started appearing in small roles in movies like Wayne's World, Coneheads, and Billy Madison, but his first major role was Tommy Boy. When he, appear, uh, when he appeared with David Spade. His second movie with David Spade was Black Sheep. Both of these became cult classics. That's right. He then starred in Beverly Hills Ninja and Almost Heroes. Sadly, our birthday suit wearer passed away at the age of 33 in 1997. Nonetheless, he is constantly mm. considered one of the best cast members ever on Saturday Night Live. Me and Mike... Both had him in our top three SNL cast members of all time. So true. Name that birthday suit wearer. The legendary Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yes. Yes, that is correct, man. Fantastic. I saw a little clip. Saw a little clip recently of uh, um, David Spade, Chris Rock. Think Adam Sandler might have been there, sitting around talking mm-hmm. about Ad, uh, about uh, Chris Farley, and they were talking about like how he knew, like he was sort of the Michael Jordan, you know, of comedy, because he knew he was mm-hmm. always gonna just come in there and be the funniest dude. Like it may not yeah. be the creative, the most creative thing, but he was gonna get more laughs than anybody else. It was gonna happen. That's a fact. And like he would come in before, uh, you know, a sketch or something. And he would just tell everybody else, hey, go ahead, try to get your laughs. I'm going to dominate this thing. And then he would go out there mm. and dominate that thing, you know? And it wasn't even, yeah. you know, it wasn't even being like a turd. He was just like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And he also, he just loved, he would, you know, it was constant that he was always going to, he was going to break the other person. He was like, I'm going to make you laugh during this. I'm going to do something that's going to make you laugh during this. And, you know, inevitably it'd be pulling down his pants or falling over a table or, you know, making his neck really fat or whatever it was. But <laughs> yeah. it would make him laugh, man. He was amazing. He was just uh, just a ball ball of hilarious. That was him. Man. Yeah, he was. He definitely was. Fantas- and sometimes you forget, man. I go back. I go back and watch, like, Black Sheep or go back and watch Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, so good. So good, Legendary man. Legendary guy. Like, yeah. Man, what a loss. Just so, so, such, so, so amazing with the physical comedy. So amazing. Yeah, he was. So amazing. He really was. Ah, Chris Farley. Happy birthday, Chris. Um, Mike, are you ready to read some headlines? Oh, yeah. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. What do we got? Mike, I've got an important story on another critical viral TikTok. Wow. 
Yes. 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 <laughs> so a lady with the handle Yaya Campen, hmm. Yaya Campen posted a video mm-hmm. explaining um, how she wanted to purchase an audio guest book from a company that would allow guests of her wedding to leave a message for her and her partner. And then hmm. after the ceremony, the company would take the message and put them all into a vinyl, you know, and give you this ceremonial oh, vinyl. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, right? Uh, now, when she went uh, to pay for this, she realized that it was too pricey, right? So mm. she decided she was going to make her own version of that, right? And so she wouldn't have to pay for it. Long story short, Mike, she basically ended up bugging the entire wedding, right? So she, instead of just getting these, you know, conversations <laughs> of, of we hope you do well in life, she got a bunch of conversations uh. of candid people being like, "Ugh, God, this wedding!" Right? Blam. Now, <laughs> one of one of the sticking points were apparently as far as uh, as far as what people were talking about was that a lot of the attendees were uh, I don't know if you'd say upset. I guess upset about. Uh, this couple that was getting married, they they rescinded the invitations to anyone that they heard were against their gay wedding, right? Because these are mm. these are both women, and uh, okay. apparently when they heard that somebody that they were sending an invitation, which I'm like, how did you even know that people were against it? Were you just guessing? I mean, it, usually there are some telltale signs, but still. Anyways, they rescinded these invitations, and apparently, uh, a lot of their guests were against this, you know, and they were they were talking about it, uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, they were saying vulgar things, apparently, and whatnot. And of course, like most of these TikTok videos, Mike, there were people taking sides hardcore in the comment section, you know. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, Mike, this video concerned me. Word. Uh, it concerned me. Um, a lot. It concerned me that I may be secretly recorded at a wedding. That's a fact. <laughs> and and not and and Mike, we know not for criticizing a gay marriage, but for criticizing a marriage. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it would be anything new, but I feel like it may be more vulgar if they catch me candidly. You know, I mean, if yeah, yeah, if yeah. they're listeners of the show, they know I'm already against their marriage. Mm-hmm. But what they may hear, it may be a little bit stunning. You know, you know. <laughs> Can we get on with it? <laughs> yeah. So, so if you invite me to your wedding, listeners or Mike, there, there's about a ten percent chance that I show up. There's a higher chance for Mike, <laughs> but there's about a ten percent chance on unusual. And uh, and if you secretly record the wedding, there's about a 95% chance that I'm going to talk about how your wedding sucks. That's a fact. That that goes for everybody, Mike. That includes <laughs> your wedding. I'm sorry. But I'll be there. Hey, I, I can't wait to hear the uh, feedback. And I'll probably make fun of your mom. <laughs> what? Regardless of how yeah. nice she is. And if she, oh, no, no, if no, she no, catches no. wind, she may Easy punch target. me in the face. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Mike, we've got a headline here from Slate.com. This is an advice column. So the uh, uh, the headline is, quote, My husband hates student loan forgiveness. Hmm. Uh, do I tell him my secret? <laughs> that's, that's the advice column question, Mike. So, Hilarious. So as you can gather, um... 
the husband in this uh, situation uh, does not like uh, giving people money back from their loans for college. And uh, nope. this wife has loans from college or had mm. loans. My response to this, Mike, would be, hey, Yaya, from the story I was just talking about, this is what you're getting ready to go through. This mm-hmm. is this is what you've got looking forward to yourself in that marriage. Oh. Not to be a Debbie Downer, Mike, I'm just saying. It's not all roses, you know? Nope. I, let's ju- Definitely not. Let's just make a slogan for marriage. I got a slogan for marriage right now. Marriage. I'd say you probably chose the wrong person. Let's go. Let's go with that one. Statistically. Let's go with that one. Um, Mike, interesting story out of Oklahoma. Couples made headlines complaining about being charged $4,500 for two drinks from their local Starbucks. Jeez. Mm, they added a little bit of that uh, Louis Trey to the uh, the Starbucks. Didn't what is that? No, no, <laughs> it was an accident, Mike. So Jesse and D.D. Odell, they've been going. I was impressed by this. Apparently, they've been going to the same Starbucks for sixteen years. Hmm, that's nice. That is dedication right there. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, especially in in Oklahoma. I mean, no offense, but like. I didn't know there were Starbucks in Oklahoma for 16 years, you know? <laughs> That's surprising. Like, if they were going to a cattle ranch, I'd be like, okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But Starbucks? <laughs> you know, no, I love you, Oklahoma. You, we've got Tulsa listeners, but let's be honest. Shout out. You, you, you know, you do an association test. Starbucks and Oklahoma are not the first two things that are going to yeah. go together. No. Although, I guess Starbucks is everywhere. Anyways, I digress, Mike. Yeah. Uh, the order they usually have costs $10. And uh, mm-hmm. when they looked at their bake statement a couple days later, there was a charge of nearly $4,500. The error apparently came after a gratuity, ch- a gratuity charge of $4,444 was added to their bill. Hmm. And Jesse says he distinctly remembers pressing the button for no tip option on the card reader. (laughs) When they contacted Starbucks, they realized the error, and uh, Starbucks said they were going to send two checks to them to refund the money. Hmm. Then, once Jesse and Dee Dee received the checks, they tried to deposit the checks, but were unable to because the checks bounced. Girl, come on! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and eventually, Starbucks, Starbucks sent Control. checks that didn't have a typo, and they were able to receive all the money. But, Mike, I've, I've got a couple things on this story. Uh, first of all, what the f- Bucks? Checks? Checks? Yeah. What is this, 1987? Like, <laughs> every refund I've ever received from a company is a direct deposit. I can't think of the last time somebody said, oh, we screwed up? Yeah, yeah, we'll send you out a check. Like, <laughs> what? We can't do something more than a check, Mike? That just seems seems really, really yeah. low level on their part, you know? 
I hope that Chuck's at least had some kind of uh, coffee, you know, template. Uh, a little, little, little espresso, <laughs> some beans, the little little scoop going into the beans in a rustic bag. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. That'd be nice. Be nice. That'd be, yeah. uh, the other thing, though, Mike. I mean, Jesse. No offense, but you sort of deserve it after 16 years of no tip. That's a fact. Like, add that up, man. You're going. It's true. That's true. You're going there every single day. And you've never given a tip to any of the baristas ever? Lame. Yeah. Yeah, that's your penance right there. $4,500. Give a little bit, man, Jesse. And that's yeah. why they gave you check. They gave you checks, too. They called up that location, and they were like, yeah, they've came in for 16 years and never given a tip. They're like, all right, we'll refund their money, but we're going to send them a check by pigeon. We'll see how <laughs> long that takes. Um... Mike, little article headline from The Independent. So this is the uh, the headline. Quote, expert reveals the deadliest seats to be sat in on a plane. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mike, as an expert myself, I will tell you, the deadliest seats are those seats on a plane that is crashing. By far, all the seats. By far, the deadliest, Mike. You want to avoid those at all cost. All cost. <laughs> like seriously, like a plane's going down, uh, all the seats. You're screwed. Just yeah. Just there's no safe seat. Start praying, praying to God, and and holding on to whoever's beside you, or pushing them away, depending on how you feel about them. Um, <laughs> huh, Mike. Last uh, last article before we go to break here. Little article out of Brussels Times. Brussels Times. Because we celebrate mm. Belgian chocolate, Mike, and their news. We do. So We do. We do. Both. So this true. article is warning about pink cocaine in Europe, Mike. Ooh. Yeah. Disco sugar. It's on the rise, Mike. It's on the rise mm. in Europe. Uh, now, apparently, I don't know much about pink cocaine, so this is my introduction. I did a little. So it stands out from the fentanyl. Apparently, maybe? well, it it did a, it, I did a little research, Mike. Uh, this is a this is a multiple drug cocktail. Oh. Pink cocaine is a multiple drug cocktail. It's also known on the streets as El Tusi. El Tusi. El Tusi. <laughs> uh, this is and this is what's interesting, Mike. Apparently. Um, it being called pink cocaine, there's actually no co cocaine found in the drug. Hmm. Mm. No cocaine. Also, the name L2C comes from a hallucinogenic substance known as 2CB, which in Hispanic countries started being known colloquially as L2C from 2CB. Um, hmm. that was isolated in 1970s. But... Pink cocaine, even though it's known as L2C, doesn't actually contain any 2CB either. Wait, what? So no what? cocaine, no 2CB. Apparently, pink cocaine is a mix of sometimes ketamine, sometimes amphetamine, sometimes MDMA, sometimes a little mescaline is thrown in there. It's not limited, Mike. 
Sometimes there's <laughs> sim- synthetic stimulants that come in. Sometimes opiates that come into the mix. Jeez. Basically, what I'm gathering, Mike, is that pink cocaine is basically whatever the drug makers have left in the cabinets. That's a fact. <laughs> Listeners, think of pink cocaine as the meatloaf of drugs. Like, just... (laughs) Sometimes you get a little barbecue sauce. Sometimes there's a little mescaline. It depends on the chef. It's like the mystery mystery shot you get at a bar. Anytime they have a mystery shot. (laughs) I don't want it, Mike. I don't want that. Like, I feel like if you're doing drugs, you want to know what you're getting. I do. Yeah, for sure. Not that I've ever been in that situation, listeners, but I can tell you, if I was, I'd want to know. I I would like to know the effects I'm getting. A downer, an upper, an hallucinogen. I'd like to know those kind of things. Uh, At the end of the summer, Mike, Spanish law enforcement confiscated the largest amount of pink cocaine in Europe that had ever been confiscated. It's not a huge, huge amount, apparently. 13 kilograms, which would make sense. Again, they're just sort of putting together whatever they have, and they're like, yeah, 13 kilograms of crap we can sell, right? But uh, I I do have to ask, too, because I was thinking about this when, you know, when they said they had the largest bust, like, when when they bust a drug dealer for pink cocaine, how do you know it was pink cocaine? Hmm. Right? Yeah. Because it's a hodgepodge of whatever's there, you know? Yeah. So, like, you know, is it just like they're like, well, we can't say it's anything in particular. Pink cocaine. (laughs) Don't know. Unless it's in, like, a pink bag and it says pink. Yeah, they just got it written on it. Pink cocaine labeled. (laughs) There you go. Everything's pink. What I'm saying, Mike, (laughs) is I think we should just change the title to this story of drugs are on the rise in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, I mean, it, it, depending on the editor, we can add apparently because people like them. Mm-hmm. I think we can add that if we want. It seems, it seems fairly evident. All right, Mike, yeah. we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than me and you once again here on the Doc G Show. But first, yes. we're going to hear our guest, Hotel Fiction. This is their fantastic song, Athens, Georgia, right here on the Doc G Show. Georgia, packed up on 
stay if I stay, baby, won't you 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 stay if I stay, baby, I can't stay. Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, mm-hmm. they should please subscribe to the show yes. on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. It's a terrific zero-cost way to support us. Yes. And... Listeners, yes. if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a five-star review and comment. Bingo. We love comments. Bingo, Mike. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. We need to thank those regulars. We need to thank those semi-regulars. So here we go, Mike. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, and Spartansburg, California. What? Oh, it's South Carolina. The regulars. What? What? <laughs> I added Spartanburg. Come on now. Is there a Spartanburg? I'm betting there's not a Spartanburg. There probably is. There's got to be. In California, come on. There's a million cities. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Uh, let's, let's, uh, 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 uh. No, I don't think there is. No. Spartanburg. No, there isn't. There isn't. Just South Carolina. <laughs> sorry, guys. I added the wrong. How could I have done that to the Palmetto State? I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, Spartansburg. Spartansburg, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Mike, semi-regulars. Got a good list here. Shout out to Victoria, Canada. Fontana, hey. California. Denver, Colorado. Athens, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Calgary, Canada. San Antonio, Texas. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Charlotte, North Carolina. Souk, Canada. Uh, Hawkinson, Delaware. Houston, Texas. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Abu Dhabi, UAE. Waynesboro, Mississippi. Flushing, New York. Cape Town, Africa. And Evergreen Park, Illinois. There we go. There we go, Mike. Good semi-regulars. Good semi-regulars, you know? Uh, Athens has been getting in there. Shout out to Athens. We just played your song there, Hotel Fiction. Give it up, you know? You know? Also, Baton Rouge. They've been getting a couple of weeks. They've been on that that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, semi-regular. So, shout out to Baton Rouge as well. Uh, You know, a little double shout out there. Um, Mike, uh, two things that we need to do really quick before I get to uh, the clip from uh, from Jesse. Real quick, Chick-fil-A, Mike. Chick-fil-A. Little news out of Chick-fil-A. Do you you ever get down on Chick-fil-A? Yeah, sometimes. You know, I've slowed down over the years. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I got to say, purely on anecdotal evidence, they have got the lockdown on fast food drive-thrus between like 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Like you see Mm -hmm. no busier drive-thrus than theirs. Mm -hmm. Say what you will about their interactions with the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. They make people come in for those chicken sandwiches, you know? Yeah. Until 10. It is packed. It is packed. Now after 10, since they closed down, that's ruled by Wendy's and Taco Bell, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. But this story's about Chick-fil-A, Mike. This story's about Chick-fil-A, and they are adding a new product to their menu. Any guesses what it is? A burger. Say what? Good guess, but no. No. <laughs> this, uh, spaghetti. That no would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I would try some Chick-fil-A spaghetti. Is it going to have chicken in it? That'd be pretty crazy. Uh, that'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, chicken Alfredo. Huh? Ooh, there you go. Okay. Anyways, this past Monday, Chick-fil-A's uh, in Denver, Colorado, Charleston, South Carolina, and Greensboro, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, have started selling a breaded and fried cauliflower sandwich. Huh? Cauliflower sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Chick-fil-A said that its culinary team spent four years developing the sandwich after guests of their restaurant told the chain they wanted to add more uh, vegetables to their diet. Word. So a couple things on this story, Mike. First of all, I don't think Chick-fil-A understood their restaurant goers when they said they'd like more vegetables to their diet. (laughs) Oh, you'd like more vegetables? How about a fried sandwich of vegetables? That sound good? Like, I think people were going for, like, green beans or, like, broccoli, you know? Yeah, a little side side of steamed veggies. Not deep fried on a sandwich. Just my my guess. And also, Mike, they chose, like, the worst vegetable. 
Mm, yeah, it's a weird one. Like, don't get me wrong, I eat cauliflower, but it's lame. Lame. Yeah. Like, seriously, have you ever heard somebody say, like, man, I could go for some cauliflower? Like, no. No. Ugh. Not Ugh. really. I don't know if you noticed, Doc G, my head kind of twitched when you said cauliflower sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Who is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, like, weird. I mean, it's bland. Like, it, it doesn't really yeah. have a taste. It's just, ugh, you know? Anyways. Aren't they aren't they trying to substitute cauliflower as, like, a, like a you know, like one of those Beyond Meat products? Like, they're trying to do some... Well, I they, can't remember. They, they there do was, like, the, a specific product. They do the cauliflower rice at, uh, at Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's at what Chipotle, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're substituting it for, like, bread, usually. And you definitely like can't fake it. It does not work. No. It is not rice, 100%. <laughs> no. But, Mike, the last thing I wanted to say about this, I mean, I will say I like how they honestly tested it out, you know? They had three locations, Denver, Greensboro, Charleston. And I can mm -hmm. go to guess Denver will work, you know? Yeah. You've got a large enough population of folks that'll be like, oh, it's not bad. I might add this. Yeah, I might do hippies. This. <laughs> <laughs> but in Greensboro and Charleston, no. No, no way. Un real people, real un Americans. <laughs> unless you're frying potatoes, onion, okra, or pickles as a side dish to your fried yeah. animal entree, the South mm -hmm. is not interested. No. Oh, they are not interested in cauliflower fried. No. 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 Get, no get it together. Get it together. Um, <laughs> Mike, uh, real quick, before we talk about Jesse, uh, I did want to give you one more fact, Mike. One more animal fact. This one's a gross yes. one, Mike. This organism... Oh, wait, lost my place. Girl, come oh, on. there we are. This organism urinates and defecates on its own legs and feet to cool off on hot days. Ew. Hmm. No idea. Um, I can't even guess this. Like, this is... Vultures, Mike. Girl, come on! Vultures. Vultures. Yeah, there's no way I would have guessed that. Yeah. I gotta say, Mike, these guys don't do too much to make themselves look better. Like... No way. They don't, they don't really... Hey, Jeff. Hot day out here, am I right? <laughs> yes. You're telling me. I've dumped on my feet three times today trying to keep cool. <laughs> Anyways, you know where any dead stuff is that we can eat? Be awesome. Like, these guys are gross, man. Yeah. Gross, but thanks for them being around there. They do clean up a lot of stuff, so that's pretty nice, you know? Yeah, it's true. But yeah. apparently they're dumping on their own feet, so that's yikes. Yikes. And they, when, like, things attack them, Mike, they throw up on them. That's, like, one of their defenses. They, hmm. they throw up on things. I mean, can you get any grosser? <laughs> like, dumping on feet, throwing up on people, eating dead stuff. That's my life. <laughs> and my head no longer has feathers, so I can stick my face in the dead stuff further. Yeah. Like... You look like a 200-year-old man. Gross. Like, uh, yeah, birds, the vultures look so old. They look so they old look so, and so gross. Yeah. They are... Yeah. Hats off to you guys. You guys win the gross award. Well, I don't know. There's probably something else grosser, but you guys are They're up there. Gross. You're up there yeah. for sure. Mike, I did want to talk 
about Jesse Dayton. I'm very excited about this. I've got a little clip. So Jesse Dayton is coming to Florida here. Like I said, he's first going to be at Skipper's Smokehouse in Tampa on the 16th. Then he's playing Ponte Vedra Concert Hall on the 17th. And then in Gainesville at the High Dive on the 18th. Believe me when I tell you, listeners, you're going to want to see this guy perform. Yes! You're going to want to see him out there. Legend. He's just one of the best guitarists out there. He's played with Waylon Jennings. He's played with Willie Nelson. He's played with Rom Zombie. He's played with the Super Suckers. He's played with it all. And he's just an entertaining act, man. He has put in by far, by far way more than his 10,000 hours. He is way over 10,000 hours on the guitar. It's insane. Now, in an upcoming show, we're going to do the whole interview with him. So true. We've got a great show because he's got he's got a biography out right now, Mike. Uh, it's been out for about a year. It's called Bow Monster because he's from Beaumont, Texas, like we mentioned mm-hmm. before. Um, it's an awesome book. I went through it. I, I just love the stories in there. He's got these amazing stories. But I want to give you a teaser, listeners, from this interview uh, with one of these stories. It's really good. It's really good. In this clip that I'm that I'm getting ready to play, he ended up at John Lee Hooker's house in the year 2000. All right, let's play this thing. You're rocking a show out. You see this person in the audience. They just keep staring at you. You think they're like a serial killer. You don't know who they are. Uh, and they come up and tell you that they're John Lee Hooker's assistant. And, you know, obviously you don't really believe them at first, but then they eventually end up taking you to John Lee Hooker's house, and you're there. And it's such an awesome, like, random occurrence. And, like, all I, all I could think about in that story was, like, did you ask her at any point, like, does he know I'm coming up here? Did you, like, do... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, well, she was on the side of the stage and she was just eyeball stink eyeing me, man, the whole gig. Yeah. And she kept waving me over to her. So actually during the show between songs, I think my bass player was doing some kind of thing where I had some time or, and I said, Hey, what's going on? What's the deal? Yeah. Like I thought maybe she works for the club. Yeah. And she, Hey, I work for John Lee Hooker. You want to meet him after the show. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Another <laughs> nut in San Francisco, you know. Yeah. But we we loaded up and we went and we went to John Lee Hooker's house. And and uh, I walked in and he had his suit on. He was really old. This is not long before he passed away. Yeah. He had this suit on. He had his old Stella guitar, his original one. There's a picture of me playing it. With yeah. It's like, a that guitar, young man, play me a song. And uh, he was talking about some chick that he wanted to hook up with in Portland. Like, I got to, just like a blues man, you know, I got to get back on the road, man. I got some women I got to see, you know. <laughs> and uh, he was he was super cool and he had a picture next to his bed. That's him and Sean. That, that was my favorite part of the story. I, like, I was like, well, why is there a picture of you and Sean Penn next to your bed? He goes, he lives two houses down and he brings me over spaghetti on Tuesdays from my favorite Italian restaurant. He goes, and if he's out of town or on set, he has it delivered to <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just crazy stuff, you know. It doesn't really make any sense, but it's interesting, uh, you know. Oh, when, when, at least I- that that story when you when you talk about that story in the book, I was like, I want a whole another book just on that. It could it could be titled yeah. "Hook and Pin." I'll bring the spaghetti. I would, I would definitely, I just want to know, like, how, how does that even happen? How does Sean Penn end up in John Lee Hooker's house? And he's like, hey, you know what? I really like that spaghetti too. You want to bring it? Yeah, I'll bring it next week. I'll see you then. Like, how does that happen? That is so, and then it gets to the point that they're such good friends. It's like, you know what? I need your picture beside me in the bed. Yeah. I need you over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Mike. I seriously want to have the full story of Sean Penn going to John Lee's hooker, John Lee Hooker's house. Like, yeah. How did that start happening? Like, obviously you're close. You're two blocks down the road, but like, how does it progress to? You like that spaghetti? I like that spaghetti. Let's go. Look, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna bring you spaghetti every. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And not not only that, but they started eating spaghetti together and they became such good friends that John Lee Hooker was like, you know what? I got to get a picture of me and you together and the good times of us having spaghetti so I can have it in my bedroom. Like, huh? <laughs> if I was if I was Jesse in that situation, there's no way I'd be able to move on from that story. Like, I would just have more and more questions. Like, Sean Penn, the guy in Fast Times from Ridgemont High, that guy, (laughs) he comes over with spaghetti. Do you like meatballs in your spaghetti? Mm. Does he like meatballs? Isn't he a vegetarian? (laughs) Does he eat meatballs? Like, I just like so many questions, Mike. Yeah, 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 for sure. So many questions. And now we'll never know from John Lee Hooker, sadly, he's passed away. But I would like, at some point in time, Mike, if we can do it, Sean Penn, come on the show. Come on the show. We don't need to talk about anything else. You don't have to talk about anything else. I just want to get the deets of that relationship. The spaghetti sessions. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's an even better name for the book, Mike. Penn, Penn and Hook, the spaghetti sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyways, Mike, you need to check out the interview where it's going to be, the full interview is going to be on the show here in a couple of weeks. Uh, And you definitely, definitely need to check out Jesse in Florida. Check out all the dates. You can get all the other information at his website, Jesse Dayton. That's J-E-S-S-E-D-A-Y-T-O-N dot com. But Mike... We are going to take a break, and we are going to be right back with returning guest Hotel Fiction right here on the Doc G Show. Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. 
every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are very excited to be welcoming back fantastic musicians and returning guests, Jade and Jess and other... Who, who is the other member of Hotel Fiction here? <laughs> Hello, I am the drummer. I am Gideon Johnston. Um, I've been with the band for about two years now. Fantastic. And is the tour going well so far? I saw highlights from Baltimore just the other night. Seemed like you guys were tearing it up. How have the show's been going so far? Baltimore was awesome. Every show has been sold out so far, and it's just been a dream to be able to play these shows. It's been really fun and cool to travel with each other and, like, problem solve and figure it all out. Very nice. Well, I, I was thinking about it because I saw I was looking at the uh, your your uh, the story on Instagram, and yeah, you know, you, you Jess, you were rocking a solo, and you were you were down on your knees, just you know, in front of the crowd. They were going bananas, and and I thought about how is it is it weird when you finish up, like to turn it off. Like to turn off the on stage thing, and then like like because I was just like you're melting a face with a solo, and then like ten minutes later, you're like getting like a slice of pizza for dinner across the street, and you're like, oh, I'm not. <laughs> is, is it weird to do that? I thought you were asking if it was weird immediately after I'm on my knees for a solo and have to like get back up <laughs> and like somehow get back. that part is really awkward, but also um, I feel like the weirdest part is like when like everyone goes wild and is cheering for us at the end of the show and then we have to stay to unload our gear <laughs> yeah, and we're just so like definitely. thank you have a good night yes. we're like thank you and then we're still here <laughs> yeah. and yeah. we're like racing to get everything super yeah. fast like unplugged but it, it gives you a little bit of time to go up to them and like shine it's stuff true, and yeah. say hello Sometimes to the fans like, you know now, now do but some of them like, have like uh you know like any type of like you know uh, covering that you at least you can you can go behind as far as like in between you guys and flip turn or no? Unless they dim the lights enough or like they haven't yet yeah. really. At mm. one of the theaters, they turned all the house lights up so people like did their own thing and we weren't as like watched while we were cleaning <laughs> up. But look over there, <laughs> get our stuff here. <laughs> I mean. It's just a place that has a curtain. I know. Yeah, it's nice when it's like curtains cool. Yeah. No curtains. Nah. Well, maybe, maybe at some point you'll get some curtains. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I, (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of of crossover, uh, in the similarities between you and Flip Turn, sort of music and the and the audience. Do you feel that same way as far as when you're opening for them? Like, I mean, is it, is it sort of a family affair? Definitely. They um. They're like really good to us and really kind and it's so fun to hang out with them and we learn a lot from them too while we're playing and watching them. I feel like every run we do with them, we're growing a lot and of course like their fans are just really receptive to our music, which 
probably the most receptive for music, like mm-hmm. for opening yeah. to anything else. Um, Watching them is very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. Ever think of going with a, a drum off against Devin there, Gideon? Ever think about? <laughs> no, we've we've talked about it, and it's a, it's a you know a challenge each other to be the best that we can be every night. That, so that guy, that guy's a boss. He is. Uh, <laughs> He's the best drummer I know, dude. Oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> <He's> so good. <laughs> he is pretty impressive, and we try. I tried. Uh, when we had Flip Turn on the show last year, uh, Devin wasn't able to make it, and we tried to get them to make fun of Mitch and Devin when they weren't there on the video, but we couldn't get them to do it. They were just—they were too nice to all their band members. I was trying to get them to sell them out since they weren't there, and they're like, "No, no, they're amazing." I was like, "Ah, oh, all right, all right, I guess." <laughs> Now, as far as Flip Turn goes, have you guys, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, you, you play with them a lot. Um, have you ever got, like, have they ever decided to do, like, a, a you know, like a full-out jam session in the middle of their uh, set? Have they called you guys back on to do 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 any songs? That one time, one, uh, they had, like, a festival that they put on called Playground Fest mm-hmm. in Gainesville, and they uh, brought up all the the band at the very end um, and me and just got up on stage and sang the last song Nickel with them. Nice. It was so fun. And a lot of the artists were just like up there singing. So mm-hmm. we learned all the words for it too. So now <laughs> they play it at the end of every night and we're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I was thinking, this is just spitballing. Throw this out to Dylan. You know, I was thinking if you, if you guys are both singing, and Dylan singing, you've got sort of the same dynamic acoustics as like a Fleetwood Mac. You guys throw out like a chain, or a you know you can go your own way. We've played the chain before, and it goes so hard. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bring it back. Yeah, that would be so fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Now I'm guessing, as far as before we came on the air. Uh, you were uh, telling me where you were staying, so this sort of answers my question. But for the listeners, I'm going to ask: uh, When you're touring, is it a lot of is it a lot of couch surfing, a lot of van sleeping, or is it hotels? And and when I was writing this question, I was like, based on their name, I'm not sure if it'd be ironic or <laughs> fitting if you didn't stay in hotels. You know, I was like, hotel fiction. <laughs> I don't know. But what do you do? We stay with so many friends and family, um, and we never really have to sleep in the van, thanks to that, which is great. Um, but like, we have sort of just reached out to people all over the United States to help house us, um, and it's like some of our family friends, some of our friends, some family, and then some honest strangers. Uh, my mom's Facebook group, Avid Nation. Shout out, Avid Nation. Shout it's an Avid Brothers fan group, but like four of them are housing us on this run. And nice. they're like strangers that don't know us at all, but like love music and are willing to open their home to us. And Stacy's also a great example. Like we met her in Oxford opening up for Happy Landing, and she was just a really kind mother figure who came to our show and loved it. And was so stoked and we stayed in touch and now every time we're like near dc or baltimore we come and visit and she just 
cooks us all this wonderful food and takes care of us and she drove us to the van shop to get it fixed and we are very grateful for just like everyone that supports us because it makes boring feel a lot more like at home good food yeah you can't deny that yeah come on well i i've heard i've heard some weird stories from artists before like as far as like you know couch surfing and whatnot, do you have any weird ones so far that you were just like, well, this is oh, odd. Yeah. We do. I don't know if we should like share. We this. do, but we can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people will like leave us their entire house, oh. and there's no one there, and we have free reign of the entire place, and they don't really care too much about. What well, we do, as long as we clean up, that's gonna ha- yeah, that happened. It's gonna happen later. Yeah, that seems yeah. pretty relaxed. I mean, it's very relaxed, but kind of out of out of the norm. You also sort of wonder. I feel like I'd wonder if they'd like booby trap the house before or something. You're like, honestly, the last year I think we've been very lucky to pretty much most of the time have a surface that yeah. is not the floor to sleep on. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. That's solid. That's solid. Not too many weird things. You don't want to put anybody on blast. I understand. So I won't, I won't yeah. try any further on that one. We'll just leave it at there are weird folks out there. So so a lot's happened since we last talked. We, talk in, uh, we talked in April, and I wanted to go back. I went back through just sort of con- chronologically what had happened because... You guys have had a lot that's happened since April. There's been a ton of stuff. And um, the first thing that I noticed, you guys uh, took a trip to uh, Mexico, which looked really fun. It was just a wild, just being spontaneous mofos that you are. You just off to Mexico. You got to give me some some details as far as that trip. How'd that go down? It was kind of wild. It was our... (laughs) Our, it was Jess's boyfriend and our friend Chris's like um, graduation trip that we just hopped on um, and invited ourselves to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a bro's trip. Yeah, but, but we made it a girl's trip. <laughs> nice. No, hey, um, it's it looked. I mean, it looked amazing. It looked. Uh, I'm I'm guessing there was some good food involved there too. Yeah, yeah. We went to Oaxaca, which is like the food capital of Mexico, and. It was delicious. About five days into the trip, we all had some pretty tragic <laughs> stomach issues oh, start no. to happen. Um, that yeah. honestly continued for weeks after. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who knows um, what was in our system. But, um, but yeah, it's kind of an interesting trip because we didn't really do like the whole resort thing. We kind of were backpacking through some parts of Mexico and um, going to remote areas. And so it was very... It was just like we got the full like cultural experience, which was really, really eye-opening. You did the real deal, yeah. yeah. Very nice, very um, nice. Well, how long? How long were you there? Two weeks. Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Gives you gives you enough time to <laughs> apparently uh, adjust to the stomach issues and then bring them <laughs> bring them back stateside. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, you guys played, it wasn't too long after that, you played AthFest there, um, as far, and I just, I feel like you guys are becoming sort of queens of, of Athens. Like, you can, you can sell out, you can sell out the Georgia Theater anytime, like, you, you pack out festivals in Athens, uh, like, 
have you have you been randomly have you been randomly approached in Athens for like a uh, autograph? Yeah, actually. yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, it's definitely like Athens is the only. Well, I guess Atlanta sometimes too, but Athens Atlanta area is like sometimes we get recognized and it's very bizarre. <laughs> um, but I recently started working at Trader Joe's, and <laughs> this like man came through my line and was like. I saw you at Aspest. Like my wife loves your music. Like, can you sign my grocery receipt? <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, this is a, this is a weird mix of my two jobs. I don't know." Okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing? working at Trader Joe's? <laughs> and you were like, "Buy more of my music, and I won't have to." Well, now along along with that, uh, it was it was sometime in in between the last time we talked. When we uh, when we talked last, um, astronaut uh, astronaut kids there had just passed one million streams on Spotify, and now it's over two million streams. Uh, oh, that's crazy! Yeah, that which is, is which is very wild. And I, I was sort of wondering, it's still your number one song. Right, you go on Spotify. It's it's the top it's the top single. Is it all flattering that you're just like that's awesome that people still are just jamming on this thing so much, or is it frustrating that you're like, hey guys, we, we came out with new music, listen to the new music, stop jamming on that song. I think it's flattering, and like, you know, if I mean, we love that song mm-hmm. and always will, and it holds a really special place in our hearts. I think like we all sort of feel like we have other songs that we're more proud of now or we're more excited about. So like, it's not like any of us personally necessarily feel like it's our best song out there. Um, but it's like cool that people still listen to it and are discovering it for the first time and that it means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I feel like we know that we're putting out other stuff that we're also proud of, even if maybe it's not the most listened to stuff. And that I think is what matters the most is that you feel like you're you're beating your last project or you're growing from your last album and it's, you know, better in your eyes in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's also yeah. hit the algorithm already. So it's going to keep, you know, growing, I think, and get into better playlists. Whereas yeah. like Monster might have hit something small, but it's still going to take a little while. Like it's all like just yeah. Spotify playing the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. You guys want to join? Of yeah. course. <laughs> Oh. Back. Hello. We've got more <laughs> members of the band coming in, listeners here. Now, who, who do we have coming in? Uh, Hello, I'm Lucas. Lucas, <laughs> I play bass. How, how was the the tire uh, ex the, the expedition? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was quite good. Um, the first place that we went to was unsuccessful. Oh no, they didn't have the tires that we did. But then the second place had them, and they uh, brought us in right away. So there we go. Yeah, good success. Second time to the charm in this case. I like it. I like it. Well, now, uh, the first million, you guys got a tattoo, if I recall. Uh, Do you have any landmarks for any other, like uh, 10 million, 20 million, anything like that? Talking about for this tour. Yeah. Our Um, newest member of our touring party, Stephanie, was like, guys want to get tour tattoos yes. and we were like yeah so we're, so we're <laughs> trying to think of what we should get um so far we have the option of dinosaur with a cowboy hat 
I'm down. <laughs> or just cowboy hat it could be fun too. Now, what there's is there any requirement of where this needs to be on everybody, or is it free reign for everybody? Oh, they're like right here. You want to show off your currency? Oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's no breaking it out right now. It's understandable. I'm trying to think of what would work. I'm trying to put the two names of the bands together as far as something that you could get that would be like. Flip Turny Hotel Fiction. If you know, get it with us too. I bet they would. I feel like they would. That seems that seems out there, Allie. I think I think you could talk them into it. You know, dare them to. That sounds right. Just try it. Just just go yeah. in there. We'll go in on like a like a dare, and then mm -hmm. it's like whoever wins the dare has to like pick the tattoo that the other band gets. There you oh, go. I like that. That would be cool. I think I think you need to throw down the gauntlet. Flip turn if you're magically listening to this interview already. Think about it. Think about it. Now, mm -hmm. along with music, you guys uh, in October is a big month actually. You did two things. Uh, you had your vinyl release of Soft Focus. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It's here. It's here. It's it's here in the studio. It's got a permanent place on the ceiling as far as uh, for studio decoration, but I had to take it down, of course, to have it for this interview. Can we see your ceiling? Yeah. Of vinyl? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. So then it, I love it. goes around as far as all the... It's like the whole room. Oh, yeah. You got to make you got to make it, uh, it, you know, just, just fun. It's everybody that's been on the show that at least has a vinyl. There's a couple of folks that haven't had a vinyl, so... But um, since you got the vinyl, I mean, did it make you feel like a, a, you know, validated rock stars since it was in vinyl? Like once you actually had it in your hand, were you like, now, now we're a, we're a rock band? <laughs> it, it did feel very legit, especially like taking it to our local record store, Walk Street. Yeah, and Yo-Yo and Yo-Yo and like dropping them off. It felt like dreams were coming true and we could like hold our music in our hands yeah which is a cool feeling yeah it's weird when you just upload it to the internet it doesn't feel as like concrete so now is enjoy your stay gonna make it to vinyl i know you guys have the cds are you thinking about making it into vinyl or no potentially we would love to you're thinking of potentially making a deluxe version oh 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 like that. I like deluxe versions. I, I like. But it's on CD. So mm -hmm. you want a CD? You can always get a CD. But deluxe versions. <laughs> I mean, along with it, like we just said, as far as that uh, EP, as far as enjoy your stay, that was the first music since. Uh, well, the first EP since Soft Focus. Uh, and you you really sort of increase the amount of listens since then. I mean, you know, you in increase your whole listening base, and like I said, you broke you broke a million on on Astronaut Kids, all these other sort of landmarks. Did you feel any pressure releasing Enjoy Your Stay because of that, or was it just excitement to release that new EP? Mostly excitement. Like we've been playing a lot of the songs live, mm -hmm. so. We've been getting good reception. Yeah. I feel like there's always like a little bit of pressure like, oh, maybe people won't like this as much as the last project. But I feel like 
we were just really passionate about the music, so it didn't really matter, I guess. It's, it's, it was cool that maybe people could find Soft Focus more relatable and then other people could find Enjoy Your Stay more up their alley. So, yeah, it's just they're very different, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now, uh, I noticed, you know, just a little thing. I noticed the last time we were talking, couldn't you hadn't released Monster yet, and you were trying to decide between meet the monster or monster yep. and i suggested meet the monster and that was turned <laughs> down uh how yeah. how did we choose how did we go with monster what was the ultimate decision there just easier shorter i feel like yeah monster is just like more iconic i feel mm. like i kept like thinking of meet the monster like, I kept thinking, like, M-E-A-T. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Meet, comma, the monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, monster, you know? Okay. But... Okay. If that's in your like, head, I can see where you wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's, 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 it's doing well. It's doing well nonetheless. So, I can't, you know, I, either way, it seemed to work. Now. the feedback, though. <laughs> now, uh, as far as interesting things that have also occurred since the last time we talked, in December, you guys played the old space prom, which uh, we did. That looked so interesting. Fun. It's it's basically a celebration of seventies and eighties jams, and I saw the clip that you guys did of Blondie. How many songs did you get to play in the space prom? One. That was it. That was the. That was the one yep. song. Wow. How I mean, that seems sort of rough coming out there just like, you know, guns blazing for one song. Yeah, I mean, no, it was kind of awesome because, like, the Freezes band could just, like, play all the music and it was just a bunch of guest stars that just got one song each. And so it was kind of just, like, a celebration of music. And it was nice to kind of just be able to go up for one song and enjoy the rest of the night, not have to stress out about the rest of the show or anything and just enjoy it that's but true it was a huge honor to say that because me and Jess went when we were first becoming friends and we were just like one day we want to play space prom check it off the list man nice that didn't that didn't take too long all just at space prom five wow nice well now you guys also just got invited onto the uh rock boat for 2024 yeah. How do you guys, since since we haven't had input from the rest of the band here, how do you guys feel about playing on a boat? What's what's the feeling of playing on a boat for the, the weekend? I hope it's like uh, Sweet Life on Deck, the Zach and Cody show, where we're it, just like running around and like getting in trouble, but like not real trouble, but like a little bit of mischief. <laughs> Childhood mischief on the rock boat. I love it. You got you got some familiar faces on deck. You've got uh, Susto there on deck. Uh, you've got some other actually uh, former guests of ours. Uh, you've got uh, Sister Hazel who always puts it on. They're fantastic. And then, uh, do you guys yeah. ever uh, do you guys ever listen to Driving and Crying? Who's also on the the boat with you? Yeah. I like those guys. Yeah. Oh, right. They're killer. What's the, what? Aaron, what's the favorite uh, driving and crying song? Oh man, uh, straight to hell was always. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is their most listened to song. I gotta go. I think I gotta go. Uh, Honeysuckle Blues. There. It's just. 
that's probably my favorite, actually. Is it? It's it's <laughs> it's a jam, man. Those guys were on the show. They played Letterman back in like '91, I think. They're just they're they're Atlanta staples. They are legends yeah. of Atlanta. They are fantastic. But you got to check them out when they're on the boat. And I think there will be some mischief. There usually is mischief on the boat. Just yeah. and it's it's just like you said. Low-level mischief. Not to the point that you're like, this is getting out of hand. Just enough mischief. Speaking of bad mischief, uh, last month, right before you guys went on tour, uh, Maggie May, R.I.P. Um, the, mor- the morning sun really showed her age. She died. Um, and before <laughs> listeners get too sad, I'm referring to their van, so don't think this was someone... Living, but yeah. <laughs> st- still, we really <laughs> still, it was sad. But you guys reached out to the hotel fiction fans that you were talking about before, and literally in a day, you guys, you guys had raised the funds for another van. Take me through the process of sort of realizing, oh, we don't have a van. What are we gonna do to where you're at now, having a van? Well, it was a crazy few weeks. We were prepping. Um, you know, naturally, normally we would take the van in for a checkup only a few days before we left for tour, but we were trying to be on our best behavior. So mm-hmm. a few weeks before, and Jade was going to follow me. I was going to drive the van, and then I put the keys in the van. Did not start. Nothing happened. So then we got the van towed, <laughs> um, and they sort of were like, yeah, the amount of work you'd have to put in this van to make it road ready in any way is like more than the van is even worth. <laughs> essentially, scary. totaling the van. Total. Um, yeah, and so we were like, okay, new van, and then we were like, wait a second, <laughs> we were not anticipating this at all, and don't have enough money for a new van uh, that could be reliable, and you know, like. We've kind of avoided GoFundMe's and other times just because, um, like, we didn't want to have to ask, and it felt kind of weird to ask for money in that way. But we were sort of just like, oh, shoot, we don't have any other choice right now. So me, Jade, and our manager, Sam, kind of got together and wrote up a little GoFundMe message and had it up by the next day. And we were like, you know, thinking about our goal, we were like, oh, we're probably asking for too much. There's no way we'll hit this. And even if we did, it would be like weeks. And then literally within a day, so many people had just come out of all these different places. People we didn't know, people we knew to support us. And like, I know Jade and I both cried like multiple times a day because we just felt so like relieved and supported and loved. And it was like a really cool moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's, 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 it's wild. I, I attribute, uh, that's one of the benefits I think of touring, you know, I think you make more connections there. Like if you were a band that was making most of your work on, on social media and things like that, and then you put out that note, I think it would be easy for folks to be like, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like, you know, but like the, everybody that's came out to see you in the last two years, three years is like, oh, yeah, you got to help those guys out and I got to give them some money. So, you know, that is, uh, I, I think it's a testament. I think it's a testament to being road dogs that you can get that, uh, you can get that support so much. 
what kind of van were you looking for? I mean, you know, what, what were some of the specs that you wanted in a van when you were like, what do we need? Oh, I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> we were really narrowing it down. This was like the last two weeks before we left for tour. It was just looking at vans. Yes. Um, but we were looking for like, you know, Maggie was 30 years old. We were looking for something in the 2000s. <laughs> Little like, bit younger honestly, lady. It just has to be in the 2000s. As long as there's a 2000 in front of it. We're happy. And then um, we're looking for a strong engine because we have a trailer right now and we knew we would need one. And um, under 100,000 miles. Yes, under 100,000 miles. And we actually toured a bunch of bands and honestly, like Facebook Marketplace wasn't coming up with a ton. Um, and we ended up buying our van from our friends, the Stews. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yes. They're also a band. Um, that we know like through our agency, um, Atlas Scoring. Mm -hmm. And they're, yeah, they really helped us out with the van. Um, and it's a 2014 GMC Savannah 3500 uh, with 85,000 miles. <laughs> if you're looking for all the specs. Well, I mean, you hit all your specs, right? That was all the, that was all the requirements. <laughs> Do you have any amenities in there? Is there anything or like, you know, sweet stereo system, TV, <laughs> you got anything going on like that? There is, there is. What do you guys think? Oh. Well, I mean, I could speak about amenities, but I could also speak about the lack of amenities. <laughs> we have a driver's seat, but we don't have a passenger seat. Mm, that seems. So it's kind of but yeah, it's, it's, it's like bad. a bus. Like a bus. Everybody yeah. enters through the side door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. more. There's more room. I feel I like I can like focus better driving without a passenger. Yeah, I think <laughs> so maybe you might get a little lonely up there. You know, but, hey, it gets the job done. It has the specs that you need. Yeah. So that's understandable. It, it has it has a lot of what Maggie did, like yeah. a reliable engine and heat and heat and air and yeah. and speakers and Leather enough seats. and enough seats, <laughs> um, enough room in general. So like it checks all the boxes that are very necessary. The the engine yeah. being the most critical one. That's definitely yeah. very important. The air conditioning. So no air conditioning in Maggie. It was on its last. It was questionable. It yeah. made this mm. weird sound. As most 30-year-olds will do. That's true. We <laughs> tend to make some weird sounds and are on our last legs. That is true. But I'm glad you got a new van. I'm glad it's working with the new van. Now, were the, the tires for the new van that you guys just went on the expedition for? So was that, was that, did you foresee this? Was this a, a flat tire? What happened here? Back tires were just um, losing their treads. Oh, no. Yeah, probably from all the towing. It was just the back one. Yeah, we just, because it was also last minute, we didn't have time before we left for tour. So this is our first, like, off day, kind of. Just a little bit checkup. Okay. There's still a few things. We actually purchased the van, like, the day before we left for tour. So... <laughs> That's why we're kind of catching up. <laughs> uh, in hindsight, when you look at it, it's good that you were being very proactive, you know. I mean, yeah. if you wouldn't have been proactive there, what would you have done? You probably would have just, I don't know. That would have been a disaster. It would have 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been really bad. We would have taken Jade's Honda Fit. Yep. <laughs> and my Honda there would have just been paddy wagons of Hondas coming to the coming to the <laughs> theater. That would have been rough. That that would have been tough. Now, since it's only been we a couple, honestly, I don't. I'm glad that we have the new van, but we would have made it work. Somehow. We would have gotten there. In the advanced trailers, like there will be three hundred. <laughs> Wouldn't given up. I, I do. Who is it? Oh, we had a guest on, so if you're ever leaving out of uh, Nashville, um, we had a guest on the show a couple months back, Bobby Cool. That's his real name. His actual name is Bobby Cool. Um, he owns a Nashville van rental service. So if you ever need to rent a van, I think it's called Nashville Vans, something along those lines. I will look it up, but I will let you know. But uh, that's that's what his company does, because basically he was put in the same spot, and then he just started accumulating vans instead of buying one. He was like, you know what? I can help other people out in this situation, and he just kept buying vans, and now he rents them out. And interestingly, it's become more successful than he thought it was, and now it's sort of a pain in the that it's so successful, because he's like, hey, I'm trying to do music but I've got these 25 vans I'm renting out all the time. Like, it's, uh, you know, I guess a, a little bit of a burden. But anyways, anyways, if you need a van, check him out. Bobby Cool. Since it's only been a couple of months since you guys released uh, Enjoy Your Stay, I'm guessing you guys don't have any new music sort of like locked and loaded, but I'm going to ask anyways. Do you have any music? I mean, you don't have to tell us specifically, but do you have some that you're ready to release? in the works very um, close ready to release we're working on a new project and we're still just always going to the studio and mm -hmm. writing so definitely new music on the way okay okay now can you tell us the length of it is this going to be and because going up to enjoy your stay it was you know singles are you planning on sort of that that release style of one per month again or what are you thinking um, we might release like a small project and then an album potentially, mm -hmm. or we might just release like an album. an album with singles leading up to it. Singles will always make their way into what we release, but I don't, we don't know yet like the length of it, I guess. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, now, will it feel any different? I mean, because, you know, to me, this this feels like an album. I mean, I, I know it's an EP technically, but it feels like an album. It's on a vinyl and everything. Uh, is it going to feel different if you actually do release an LP versus an EP that you're like, okay, now this is like, is there any difference or no? Yeah, I feel like with an EP, it's more like, or an, an album is more well thought out. Like the songs kind of, they have to be like, they have to be connected more like, Thematic, I guess. But even in like recording process, yeah, similarities, mm -hmm. living in the same universe, kind of, thing. kind of have more, like, I guess, options in songs. Like you can put in a little snippet of a song that's just very like, like the Beatles. You know, they have a bunch of ad lib stuff in their albums that kind of make them more unique that you can't really do with an EP, I guess. So you're you're you guys are a big believer in the the real deal sort of album as a book, reading it through all the chapters, sort of being connected. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I feel like song order is a big thing for us that we think about for a long time. And I know like most of the time music is listened to these days, like one song on a playlist or whatever, but I feel like if people get the chance to listen to our music in order at least once. And that's what's cool about vinyl is that you kind of have to. So you're forced to listen to it. Unless unless you don't mind getting up constantly and changing. And I gotta be honest, the thing with vinyl, the you know, the inside sleeves, it's such a pain in the for an old guy to try to get it into this into this paper thing every time. I'm like, oh, oh, I missed it. And then like sometimes they rip, you know, it's just, it's a lot of work. So yeah, it's just easier to put it on, let it go all the way through, listen to the whole adventure. Any, any, can you give us any like time frame or no? Is there no time frame? I'm hoping for fall. Fall. We like fall. We like fall. Okay. All right. I like, I like fall for music releases. As far as weather, I'm not as big a fan. I like summer, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> now, one last thing before I let you guys go. I took a look at your tour schedule, and I noticed you're playing Oxford, Mississippi on February 22nd. And I took the liberty of investigating the options of where you guys could enjoy a cool lickle, a Kool-Aid pickle. If you guys stop... At the Double Quick Gas Station, which is open 24 hours for your convenience, you can enjoy a tremendous Kulikle. Literally just a, hot, uh, a half a mile away from the venue. Totally doable. I say get a whole jar. Now, I'm going to go around I'm going to go around the band. Who's going to actually have a Kulikle? I'll do it. We, everybody's going to try. Okay, because last time... Jade, you said oh, they, they were hideous. You were like, I'm not, I'm not having a, I'm not having, because you don't like pickles, right? Who? J- Me? Jade, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big pickle person, but I have recently come around a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and if you add oh. the, the tangy sweetness of a cool lickle, it could just be a whole new world. Right, it's true. This could be the Depends turning point for me. flavor of Kool-Aid. So I, I'd probably I go for like the fruit. I was about to say, traditionally, yeah. it seems like the most often used cool lickle is the fruit punch. But uh, I looked it up. There are multiple recipes for multiple different types. So if you want to go bananas with them, you definitely can. You can get just all kinds of different cool lickles. So uh, I think you need to get some. Get a couple of cool lickles. Uh, give them to flip turn. Challenge them on a tattoo. And make this the best tour ever. Maybe we'll get a great plan. A cool lickle tattoo. A yes. Yes. A cool lickle tattoo. Do it. Guys, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show again. It has been fantastic. I want to wish you luck on the on the tour. Uh, and just uh, thanks again. Thank you for having us. We love we love your show. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Listeners, you can check them out on social media at Hotel Fiction or, or, their, or their website at hotelfiction.com. Listeners in Florida, try to get tickets to the Tallahassee show February 25th. Right now, let's take a listen to Monster, not Meet the Monster, Monster right here on the Doc G Show. <laughs>
back here on the Doc G, a show you just heard, Hotel Fiction, right there. Yes, on the road, Mike, with Flip Turn. Like I said, just being, just being, just young, precocious rock stars. That's right. Yes. Just out there doing it, Mike. Just making me envious hmm. and optimistic huh? and sad <laughs> at the same time. What? All three yes. mixed in yeah. in one emotion, Mike. Oh man, they're just they out they, they get it, Mike. But I got to be honest, you know, I ask them because I, I was I was seeing like these. Uh, their their Facebook message, Instagram messages about how like you know they're like, hey, can we crash on people's couches? And I was like, really? You do that mm-hmm. like for every single one of your shows? And so I ask them, you know, is it you get any weird, you know, weird situations? Yes. And yeah, they didn't want to divulge the details, but I feel like you got to get some real weirdos out there. Like, you're taking a risk yeah. just to go out. Like, I mean, it's one thing if you know a lot of people, like you're, you're fairly good friends with a bunch of people, and but, but like, just sort of like, you know, taking up a, a fan from the audience, like, yeah, I'll go stay at your house. And then you go in there, and there's like doll heads hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> and like, you're just like, oh. Ew. Uh, you know what? I forgot my clothes back at the. Uh, <laughs> At the the gig, I'll be back. Like just frightening, Mike. Do you ever? Yeah, you know, be you, too weird. You have to do that with com- uh, with comedy, right? You just no ho- hotels. No, usually, yeah, usually it's uh, like the comedy condo, or uh, yeah, you just stay in a hotel, or you just sleep in your car. These are your options. <laughs> that you know, that's what they said. Luckily, we never had to sleep in in our, in our car, and I was like, I don't know. You get a real weird. And I think I'd rather sleep in the car than the than the the person's house, you know. Yeah, and for th- sure, for sure. And then they, then they said like, you know, some people just like leave you their whole house. Like basically, they're just like, here's the key, lock up when you leave. Hmm. I I would so be afraid that they booby trap that house. They're gonna yeah, right. Bunch of cameras. That's they, the thing is, you're always worried about cameras. They they were worried about the cameras. They recorded me talking. About their wedding oh no oh no at least they're in a band though so it's like there's more than one person so it's, it's like one-on-one is when it's like you know yeah i don't know it's a, it's a risk but no, no they're, yeah. they're willing to take it mike they're out there get yeah. it, you know mm-hmm. get it get it you know but we got to get something mike we got to get the doc g top three we do have to get the doc g top three. so give it to me mike what do we got next wait what Canada's national parks. Are oh, no, no. Fav- I, I was looking oh, for the announcement, Mike. I was looking. Oh. I mean, I know I said it. I know I took it, and that threw you off. <laughs> but I was Sorry, that was literal. You yeah. know what? Listeners, just take a pause. Just hold on. <laughs> Let's reset. Just, yeah, everybody <laughs> gather yourselves, because I didn't set that. It's all my fault. So true. It's not Mike's fault at all. I did not set that up well. I did not do that the way we should have. So let me just go ahead and rewind. Okay. Now we're back. But Mike, we got to do something now that we do about this time of the show every week. And it's the most popular segment in the world. The Doc G Top 3. Boom. There we go. Now, <laughs> listeners, do you feel better? Does everybody feel better? Yes. I think we there all we feel go. better. And you are correct, Mike. Our category is the three places we would like to visit the most nature-related places in Mm -hmm. Canada. I found some good ones. 
I found some good ones, Mike. I found some ones that I'm like, holy crap, in the summer, I would like to visit these places. Yes. Definitely not winter. Though. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not winter. Um, Mike, do you want to do honorable mentions first or last? I don't have any honorable mentions, to be honest. So, so when do you want my honorable mentions? Now or at the after? Uh, might have to be last because I think I have like a like a uh, like a top three uh, one. Okay. On my list, yeah, I think I'm probably give me give me three, Mike. We got for three. This might be in your top three. So, uh, Banff National Park, Alberta. I yes, it's near it's near my uh, top one one of my top threes. Okay. So, um, it's yeah, Banth is the is the town there, and it's okay. around. I think it's around both of the. I want to say it's near both of the lakes. I'm not sure how close, but it's near both of the lakes that uh, I want to go to. Um, mm-hmm. it's the the. I mean the mountains, the 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 scenery, Mike. My goodness. It's like where they film HD TV screensavers. Like when yeah. you walk into Costco and you see all that like amazing nature. That's like where that, it looks like where they film those. That's extremely. <laughs> that is extremely true, Mike. That I would definitely <laughs> say it's. I mean, it's it's just gosh, it's breathtaking. It, yeah, it's it breathtaking. is. Yeah, it is. I I just I just checked it up. I just checked it out, Mike. It's uh one of mine is about ten miles away from from the actual. It's it's in Banth National Park. It's between okay. Yoho National Park and Banth National Park. That's where that's where my two are. So there you go. Um, we'll get to them in just a second. That's not my number three. My number three is Hopewell Rocks in Hopewell New Brunswick. Yeah, Hopewell Rocks in New Brunswick. And take a take a Google Sounds of cool. that, Mike. Hopewell Rocks. It's pretty cool. So uh, the tides really change in Hopewell Rocks. They, you know, they they get real high, they get really low, and you got these extremely wild rock formations there on the on the coast here in this national park, and they just look so cool, man. They oh just yeah. Look- they just look so wild, and trees grow on the top of them. Wow! And yeah, that okay. So yeah, the tide causes all of these weird formations. I yeah. see. Yeah, and you can you yeah. can either go in there at high tide with like paddle boards and like uh, canoes, or when the tide's low, you can just go in there and walk around down there. Yeah, it's pretty wild, wow. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty kick. It's my number three, Mike. Num- your number two pretty for you. Pretty cool. My number two is gonna be the Kluane National Park. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Kluane National Park. Yeah, it's home to Mount Logan, which is the highest mountain. It's the tallest mountain in Canada. Oh, okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's the second tallest in North America at 19 and a half thousand feet. It's also covered in glaciers, which I've never seen glaciers before, so that'd be pretty cool to see, but. Doc G, I'm always a fan of going to the tallest places. Like anywhere, like it, when we were in, Ve- like, you know, when I moved to Vegas, the first place we went was the like tallest, closest mountain. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a fan of those. So that would be for me. I don't, I, I don't, I don't fault you for it, Mike. Wayne National Park. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm checking it out right now. It's pretty wild. It's well, uh, pretty in, cool. In Yukon, in Yukon, Canada yeah. there. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, as far up as that one is, that's got to be, that's got to be a, a, a hot August day that I'm going there. <laughs> yeah, 
And it's definitely, especially when you're going up thousands of feet on a on a, a mountain, it's still going to be cold. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. But very beautiful looking. Very beautiful yeah. looking. Um, Mike, I'm going to go pretty much with yours. Uh, I was going with a specific spot okay. in the National Park. So either Moraine Lake or uh, Luis Lake. Those yeah, are two yeah. lakes, and they're just, they're crystal, man. They don't look. They got the turquoise water. Yeah, they don't look real. It's it's it insane. It's yeah. it's crazy. Those are the two lakes there, in your national park in Banff National Park, and yeah, uh, it, yeah it's just nuts. It is. It and and uh, Moraine Lake is. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Six thousand one hundred eighty-one feet in elevation. Jeez. So it's over a mile up there. That lake. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's nice. They look- have the uh, they have the Icefields Parkway Drive, which I guess is uh, if you're in that national park, you gotta try the this drive. It's purely for uh, scenery. Oh, it's man. A purely a scenic drive. That's wild. That's wild. I, I who knows? Who knows? Maybe at some point in the summer, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'll give it a shot, Mike. The your number day. Number one. Uh, for me is going to be, and I don't know if this counts. Hopefully it does. Uh, well, it's going to have to. <laughs> Vancouver Island. Um, and apparently it has the best whale watching or one of the best whale watching spots in the world, specifically for orcas. My oh, personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we remember that. We remember <laughs> that. Mike, uh, we're, I mean, we're on the same page again. We're on the, we're, we're definitely on the same page. Cause you, you said this is, this is over in Vancouver way, right? Yeah. 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 So my, my spot is right up the way from Victoria, you know, right, uh-huh. right, right in the okay. peninsula there. Cathedral Grove, Cathedral Dude, Grove. Check this place out. It's a, it's a, a temperate rainforest, Mike. Uh, and again, the trees there are Douglas firs that are almost 300 feet tall in Cathedral mm. Grove. Uh, Douglas firs that are a thousand years old. Uh, yeah. Just, it's just Cathedral Grove is, it's just, I mean, it's like church, man. Yes! It's you go in there and these guys are talking to you, these massive trees. They're just mm-hmm. silent, silent, uh, silent conversations with them. It's amazing, man. I, I, I got to get up there. And you know, you know our man from last week there, Jesse Roper. He's he's got yeah. the, he's got this every he's got this every day, man. He literally yeah. lives out there. It's crazy. It's Lord crazy. of the Rings style out here. This yeah, wild. Now, granted, after like two months in a row of it being forty-five and rainy, I would not be a fan of it. But I mean, yeah. still, my goodness, the beauty, Mike, the mm-hmm. beauty. I mean, in those trees, there's a couple of them that you can just walk in that have holes in their trunks that you, they're just so yeah. massive. You can just a nice ta- little camping spot. Maybe. It's just so wild, Mike. I just, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Like, I love mountains like yourself, but I'm just so amazed yeah. by seeing something that big that's living. Mm-hmm. It's alive and it's been there for a thousand years. Like, you know what? Wow. Put some respect on its name. Put That's some respect a, on that tree. It's amazing, yeah. man. Anyways, my honorable mentions, Mike, that were very close. Uh, the first one was Bear Rock Sinkhole in Northwest Territories. That's really wild looking. 
Hmm. But I didn't actually put it on my top three just because it seems more like a novelty. Like, it's just a giant hole in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. wow, that is pretty wild. Yeah, you're you're just you're in the woods, and all of a sudden you come to this massive sinkhole. That's a lake at the bottom of it. Like it's pretty yeah. wild, but like that's it. So you don't really have too much to do after that. Nope. And then the other one is the Grossmore National Park in Newfoundland. Gross being G R O S, Morn being M O R N E. Grossmore National Park. That's just pretty beautiful out there. That's got yeah. some wild looks to it. It's very nice. But the wonders of Canada, Mike. Say what? My God, it's a nice, beautiful place. Beautiful country. Beautiful yeah, country to the to the northern neighbors here of us. Just love those guys. Okay, Mike. Next week, we're gonna have to do again. This isn't already a decided. We're gonna have. To, I want you to do some digging, Mike. This is homework. Word. Okay. This is homework. And this came from Hotel Fiction's interview. We were talking about the cool lickles, right? The the uh, pickles that are marinated in Kool Aid, Kool Aid. Right. And I started thinking, what are the three weirdest local delicacies in America? Hmm. What can you find out there that only some people eat in that area? That's just bizarre, but it's their thing that they eat. Like, I'll give you an instant. Uh, for instance, Mike, we know about the slug burgers as well in Mississippi. They get down on slug burgers, right? What are some of those weird things? Gross. So, it's not actually slugs, by the way. Nope. There's not actually slugs in them. But uh, it just... It's Still not eating it. <laughs> badly badly uh, named item. Uh, but, Mike, I want to know those. Yeah. So do some research. Find them. Let's see who can outweird the other. All right. Okay. All we're right. Gonna, we're going to, and of course, along with the, the delicacy, you have to have the location. Where is mm -hmm. this going down in, in America? Okay, Mike, we've got two birthday suits left. You are 11 and a half for 16 right now. You know what? Wow. Getting it. Getting yes. Thank you. Got this one. I think you've got this one. Born in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, February 15th, 1969. For almost a month after he was born, he didn't have a first name, which led many people in his family to calling him just Baby, a nickname <laughs> that he still uses today. Sadly, his mother died when our birthday suitwear was only five, and he went to live with his uncle. As a teenager, he became involved with drug sales. He ended up being arrested at 18 and served 18 months in prison before being acquitted of all charges. After prison, our birthday suitwear became interested in music. He wanted to start a record label and name it Cash Money Records. So he did. In the early 90s, uh, they convinced a local DJ, Manny Fresh, to become their DJ for cash money. They recruited a group named The Hot Boys that included Lil Wayne, BG, Turk, and Juvenile. Our birthday suit wearer and Manny Fresh then created their own group for cash money records known as the Big Timers. They had the, uh, they had the very successful hits Get Your Roll On and Stay Fly. He then started performing solo. His first album under was under his name. His second album was Fast Money. 
He then released an album with Lil Wayne titled Like Father, Like Son. He then released two more albums. Our birthday suitwear started dating Tony Braxton in 2016. They're still together. Uh, and put some respect on this birthday suitwear's name. Name that birthday suitwear. Lil Baby? I don't know. I have no idea, actually. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. It's the bird man. He flies in any weather. I know. I like. I got the song stuck in my head too. Um, it's Birdman. That's his name. It's just Birdman. Birdman. Uh, yeah. yeah, Birdman. That's it. Either either that or Baby. I debated whether or not doing the the Baby. Yeah, because that that's, doesn't count. I can't count. Yeah, you know, I debated yeah. whether or not giving Baby as a reference because I was like, he goes by Baby so much. But then once he became an actual individual artist, he always went by Birdman. So. Hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to go with Birdman instead. But there you go, Mike. Birdman. Hmm. He flies yeah. in any weather. Turning turning 54. 54 for Birdman. Hmm. I, I'm going to be honest. I had no idea he was dating Tony Braxton. Oh, yeah. For, Since 2016. For, for seven, for yeah, for seven years. I was like, Amazing. really? All right. Tony Braxton. Huh. You know? Un, unbreak my heart, man. Come on, that's break my It's a good one. Is that man. the one? That's yeah, the song. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's right. That was a that was an absolute jam. She's actually older than she's actually older than uh, baby. She's fifty five. Yeah. Huh? Wild. Anyways, happy birthday to baby man. So now, Mike, you are eleven and a half out of seventeen. Can okay. we make it 12 and a half out of 18? Here we go. Let's go. Born on February 15, 1995 in San Antonio, Texas. Our birthday suit wearer's mom moved immediately to Houston after our birthday suit wearer's birth. Her mom was a rapper and rapped under the name Hollywood. Our <laughs> birthday suit wearer's uh, a birthday suit wearer followed in her mom's footsteps and started writing raps at the age of 14. When she was a freshman at Prairie View uh, A&M University, she started uploading videos of herself freestyling on social media. She released her first single in 2016 uh, named, this is going to sort of give it away, but it's only part, Like a Stallion. She followed that up with EP Make It Hot. She then released another EP titled Tina Snow. She released the uh, single Big Ol' Freak at the start of 2019, in August 2019, she released her single Hot Girl Summer. Oh, yeah. She then signed a deal with Rock Nation. In 2020, she released the single Diamonds. Her single Savage went viral on TikTok in 2020. She was also featured in the song WAP with Cardi B in 2020. She was nominated for four Grammy Awards and won one in 2020. Her debut album, Good News, came out at the end of the year. End of last year, sorry. This past summer, she released her second album, Traumatize. Name that birthday suit where? So it'd be Meg the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Yes, yes. correct. Megan the Stallion. She's a, she is a stallion, by the way. Which I do find the term, you know, I know it's a term that uh, 
that the South uses a lot, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that, Mike, but the, the South, especially in the area of, of Texas, uses a, a, a big old, a big old uh, good-looking lady as a stallion. Okay. Which is really goofy because a stallion is a male horse. So mm. I, I've always been confused by that. Like yeah, I weird. didn't, I didn't know that was a term. Like I was so confused as far as you know. But apparently, it just means a big old good-looking lady. So true. She she rocks the tunes, man. Uh, she's yeah, got I like her. Uh, yeah. She's like, got the she, wow. she's she's got the kids going. <laughs> I was about to say she's got the kids going with the savage with the WAP with the hot, hot girl, girl summer, summer. Also amazing song. Just yeah. They're they're big fans of all of them. You know. Uh, and uh yeah yeah she is uh she she owns it she owns it definitely anywho mike happy birthday to meg the stallion uh turning uh what is she turning let's see uh 28 25 28 28 yeah yeah 28 megan the stallion turning uh 28 and then happy birthday of course to birdman and happy birthday uh to chris farley mike my goodness, the shows we have. We have great yes. shows coming up. We have got the the just amazing Marty Stewart, Hall of Famer Marty Stewart coming on the Say show. What? We've got Jesse Dayton, that full interview coming on the show. We've got Joe Bonamassa coming on the show. Uh, we have got just, wow, wow, Mike. Yes. I mean, and I am getting so psyched. Let me tell you something, Mike. Uh, I've been in contact with Cowboy Kent uh, Kent Rollins. As you know, I told you he's coming mm-hmm. on the show. Very excited about this. And uh, Shannon, his wife and his business partner, we've been in contact. You know, we're the ones that are working out the interview and whatnot. She emails me and she's like, hey, uh, before the show, would you like an advanced copy of his uh, cookbook before it comes out. Word. And I'm like, uh, yes. I'm like, holy, <laughs> holy <laughs> serious? That is awesome. And she was like, she was like, what's your address? And I was like, oh, you can send me the e version. It's fine. She's like, no, if you want the hard copy, I am sending a hard copy. So, Mike, I've got a hard copy of his cookbook coming my way, courtesy of the very nice Shannon. And Cowboy Kent Rollins. I can't wait to talk to these guys. It's going to be fantastic. Woo-hoo. But, Mike, we got to wrap it up. This has been the Doc G Show. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Ferticus, Charette. Thank you, Doc G. Always a pleasure. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo-dah. <laughs>